0: Okay. Good afternoon, coach Elena. Hello. How are you doing today?
1: Very good, thank you. It's nice and sunny here in New Zealand.
0: (laughs) Sure, it's amazing. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you doing this.
1: Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's awesome being here.
0: Of course, my pleasure. Okay, you are a really inspiring coach and Your content on Instagram is really inspiring and full of positivity for language learners and inspiring for travelers as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, You have a connection with languages that goes um, way back when you were a little child. So I want to hear your story.
1: My language story? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes, so I grew up in Ukraine, so I'm originally from Ukraine and at the age 14 I moved to Italy with my mom. So this was exactly when um, I finished the middle school, the middle year school in Ukraine and I started high school in Italy. Yes.
0: Okay, so. Being from uh, Ukraine, uh, the language of Ukraine is Russian or...?
1: It's Ukrainian. The official language is Ukrainian. It's similar to Russian. They both have the same root. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, then they developed in different ways. Uh, They are similar though. The official language of Ukraine is Ukrainian. Um, But where I'm from, I'm from the south. We do speak um, Russian in the family and with friends, but, of course, uh, the TV, the schools um, and all the rest is in Ukrainian because, yep, that's the official language.
0: Right. What is Ukraine yep. like?
1: Ukraine? <laughs> well, I feel like we need another, um, po- another um, podcast um, for this topic. <laughs> Long story short, um, Ukraine is a great country. It's been through a lot, and yeah. so you know I always like to say that ah, when you deal with a different nationality, don't judge them on what you see, but see have a look first and what they have been through before that, okay because there is this stereotype of Eastern Europe, Russia, Ukraine, and um, other countries that people um cold and not friendly and you know not never smiling and all the things i mean it's kind of true yes uh but you know they've been through a lot of stuff (laughs) ukrainian um people so i mean it does make sense that they are like this but i mean in general it's a great country and it's got beautiful landscapes and food and yeah forests and the sea and yeah it's incredible
0: sure that's a very important point it is important to consider where they come from and not just judge them
1: yes yep
0: uh it's really cold right
1: (laughs) yes totally Mm. yeah it's like i can't remember exactly what is this saying but it's um you know before you judge me um put my shoes on and walk my my path or something so this is to say you know it's a general you know philosophical (laughs) topic a little bit you know before you judge anyone a country or a person or something just you don't know what they have been through you don't know what made them uh like this you know um
0: yeah Uh, i mean uh the environmental cold you know like the ice and snow everywhere like like unbearable okay no
1: i mean not really it it depends of course the more (laughs) um the northern you are the colder it gets of course i'm from the south so it's got yeah it's a classical european um climate so it's pretty hot in summer so people go and have a swim in the in the um, in the water and in the rivers and things and it's kind of cold in winter it's yeah it can it, it it can snow as well but it's pretty mild to be honest it's not extremely cold not like Russia nope
0: <laughs> okay yeah not like Russia that's nice okay uh what was it like to move from Ukraine to Italy
1: Mhm It was a great life experience <laughs> sure yeah it was great um i didn't know italian uh i didn't know italian the only words i knew were hello my name is elena and um here i am <laughs> basically um sure. and of course yeah yeah it wasn't easy because you know the language Yeah, didn't know the language i was not familiar with the environment the culture the um, traditions the mentality of italy and so that um, that's why it was a little bit more challenging. And of course, the age as well, you know, teenagers all, are, all around the world are particularly fragile and insecure, right? Because you're going through this important phase of your life. Um, sure. Yeah, so it was a pretty challenging um, year, the first one. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was good overall. Yeah, it was a great experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, did anyone from your family uh, speak Italian or how were you communicating with people in the initial days in Italy?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an amazing question. Yes, yeah, so um, w- my mom and I, we stayed with some friends um, and yeah, they were Ukrainian friends. So we did speak, um, I mean, I speak Russian because yeah, we're from the south and um, but yeah, Both languages are um, my mother tongue. So, yeah, we were speaking Russian. Yeah, didn't really have much contact with Italian people by then. No, so yeah, I was just taking it easy. Just, oh yeah, whatever, you know, that will do. (laughs) No, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I started having a look at the dictionary, you know, and the vocabulary and things, but it's not the same thing as when you have to learning because you have no choice you know i was kind of on a, on a holiday yeah because I, I arrived like in the beginning of august and mm-hmm. school started in september so i was just chilling and being on a holiday uh, for the entire month yeah.
0: yeah it must have been difficult for you i'm guessing like everything is ital in italian completely new school you cannot talk with anyone and you know as yeah. you said we're going through a fragile state when we are a teenager yes
1: yep Yeah. Yeah. that made it particularly hard you know and yeah you know not having friends right um having to study a lot um not really sure in the school environment you know you're not really sure what's normal what's not normal like even when it was like physical education um hour you know, like, you don't know if you are supposed to come with your um, sportswear or on you already or if you take it with you and then you can change, you know, little things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i was like, oh, not really sure. What is, you know, what if I do this? Will I be seen as a weirdo or something, you know? Sure, um, sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, everything is new yeah. for you, of course. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah, so, and we don't even have any friends there at a new place. you know someone can't relate to us <laughs> no one. so how did you manage oh. um, learn you had to learn Italian then right
1: yes, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I didn't have the choice I mean yeah i uh, at some point I remember um <laughs> I was um sitting on the bed with my maths book open in front of me, and uh Russian Italian dictionary next to it because I had to translate literally every single word of everything because otherwise I I just wasn't, I just didn't know what to do. Um, Yeah, and in that moment I just remember I thought, okay, so this is getting very tough now, and I feel like I'm about to quit because it's really hard. And I was feeling discouraged and frustrated and didn't see any results, you know, in a few months. I mean, I was expecting huge results in to, uh, in only a few months, you know. Um, and yeah, and I thought, okay, I can go and um, do some simple jobs for the rest of my life, like waiting in the restaurants, um, or I can keep studying, okay, and keep learning the language. And it can't be this hard forever and anyway you know it will get better at some point (laughs) yeah so yeah so i went for the second option of course
0: (laughs) and that's a great option that you went for uh so initially when you had to learn italian you didn't like learning it right
1: no i i I liked it to be honest i i don't know yeah i think i've always had this passion for languages to be honest yeah like yeah i i considered studying languages as a hobby for my entire life to be honest yeah so i didn't i didn't see like oh you know how boring i have to learn this language no i was curious about it and for sure that's one of the reasons why i um learned it this uh this quickly <laughs> um yeah. so yeah i wouldn't say i yeah i i feel like I felt like I had to but I was enjoying it but it was a lot you know because it was Italian learning Italian and keeping up with the school and homework and communicating and trying to get involved to understand the environment and the society culture and things so there was a lot on my plate by then yeah.
0: Yeah, and everything is in Italian, and when you don't know the language at all, you literally have to translate every single word, yes. right, to understand, and you cannot yeah, articulate exactly. yet.
1: Yeah, so
0: yes. it, yeah, <laughs> did anyone help you with study, or what did you do to learn the language then?
1: Yes, 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 so I, um, the first year, that first year, I was attending four different courses of Italian, so four courses during one year. So it was like one course from the school, one course from something else, one course, something else. And um, there was a lady, she was a retired teacher as well. And she used to help me a lot with my homework. And she was so patient. And I'm so, so grateful um, when I think about her. Um, And, you know, I would just you know pop into her house and she would just help me with the homework and she didn't speak any word of any other language so like literally history book okay okay so i need to understand what's like what's written on these two pages right and somehow she managed to explain it to me with simple words and i was like oh okay i think i understand it now (laughs) um so for sure it was her and then i became friends with um someone in my class so there was this girl she approached me like after a few days i was in school and she uh, was from south america from ecuador uh and she i can't remember how we communicated because i didn't know italian and she didn't know russian or ukrainian or english but for some reason we, we how somehow managed to understand each other and she would um help me as well she would help yeah she would just come at, uh, come home or i would go and see her and um, and we actually became friends and we are still still super good friends with her and so with her like afterwards i um <laughs> i learned spanish with her as well
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah okay so and at the time you didn't know English either, right?
1: I I knew some, I mean, I always loved English. English is my favorite foreign language. Um, but in Ukraine it was a pretty superficial learning. You know, it was like basics and pretty old, old style English from textbooks. Like, like, yeah it it wasn't the real english that we hear now and that we speak now it was like really old <laughs> okay.
0: right the old english yeah. from the books or something like that
1: yeah 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 it, it yeah anyway
0: yeah. so okay yeah. yeah uh how was the um, how was your journey of uh, learning italian with four classes um
1: it was fast of course it was a uh, Very fast. Um, Actually, to be honest, in a few months, like within three months, I could already have a conversation, like a pretty good conversation. My Italian on a conversational level was pretty good already. Okay. Within three months. Yeah. And I could understand um, what the teacher was saying and I could read better. And yeah. Yeah, after three months, I was already feeling a lot better. But, Mm. you know, learning a language is a never-ending process. It's a lifelong process. (laughs) Um,
0: Really?
1: Yes. I mean, yeah. Uh, So three months were enough to speak Italian good on a conversational level, but to keep up with the school, you know, I had to improve and improve and improve and learn better and better.
0: Right, sure. Well, I agree with you. Like, uh, no matter how much you learn, you can always get better, you can always learn more, sure.
1: Yep, Yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah, okay. So, so you learn Italian, and how did it go for you after that?
1: Yeah, so, the second year, I had to choose um, what I wanted to study in high school. And I sta- I decided I wanted to study languages, of course. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. As soon as I got better in Italian, I didn't want my life to be too easy. So, of course, I went for languages. <laughs> and so I um, studied English, French, and German from the second year high school for the next four years.
0: All of them together?
1: Yes, yeah. My brain, literally, my brain was like... What are you doing to me? Why this? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, after a few months, somehow my brain managed to, um, you know, to create, I don't know, to create some different shelves in my brain. Okay, here's the French, here's German, here's Spanish, here's English, here's Italian. And somehow to sort them in right places. Yeah, but in the beginning it was very confusing, like really, really confusing.
0: Hmm. I can completely understand. Uh, it's really stressful in the beginning. It's it's stressful for people to learn one language at a time. You need three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as I told you, you know, it wasn't. I mean, yes, in the in the mm, first few months it was harder, but you know, studying languages. Has always been a passion for me, and I even like when I was in the fourth year um, high school. I even started to learn Portuguese. I just printed, um, printed out some self self learn Portuguese course, and I was just learning because you know I was like, oh Portuguese, that sounds cool, you know, and yeah, I would just do it because you know it was just fun.
0: sure sure uh, it's a different thing when you're learning it as a passion and it's a different thing to look at it as a daunting task oh i have to learn all of this this is so stressful i don't think i can do it
1: for sure like yeah
0: right so yeah. you learn all them three
1: what's that uh, say it again
0: yeah did you learn all of them three of them german french and yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: english yeah.
1: Yeah. i mean of course you know of course um eventually you you don't speak all the languages at the same level and especially now you know it was different in school and it was different when i had my previous job um because i could speak like yeah six at least six languages (laughs) on a daily basis it's a bit different if you don't practice them but yeah i was yeah
0: right practicing yeah and how long did it take for you to learn these
1: uh, to learn all of them? Yeah. It's a never-ending process.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, until until you became confident, at least you can speak. How long does that take?
1: Well, it's... So, yeah. It, I think it's a bit different when you um, learn anything in school. And then, I mean, in this case, we're talking about languages. It's different when you learn them in school and then you um, have to speak this language, like, in the real time, in the real life. Right. It's like completely different. And I was super lucky with my high school. We've done some really cool stuff and we had um, like a student exchange every year. So like one year we would go to France for um, one week. Okay. And. That was the great way to immerse yourself and um, really start understanding the real language, not from your teacher and your classmates and the textbook, but from real um, French speakers, right? And then we did the same with Germany and then we did the same with UK. Um, so that was like, it, it, one week, it wasn't a lot of time, of course, but in that week, I remember I would just, absorb so much you know like a sponge I would just absorb and then um, I would just speak so much better afterwards
0: sure sure yeah yeah I do believe that like this is the I believe this is the best way to learn any language to immerse yourself in the people that speak the language it's not so effective or realistic let's say to learn it from a teacher for or from a book
1: it's doable you know it's doable but people need to keep in mind that as <laughs> as soon as they will find themselves in the <laughs> in that environment it will it might be a little bit challenging to get used to to the real language you know because it's different if you're used only to one accent you know and then you hear many accents and you're like oh my god what is this so i mean but now it's different we've got all these Uh, resources on YouTube and you know you can get um, connected with whoever really in the world so now actually it's easier
0: sure it's easier than before because of the internet
1: yeah
0: yeah sure Uh, I think um, it's also a little uncomfortable for um, people to immerse themselves in the speakers in the beginning I guess because they're scared
1: yeah I might not be able
0: to you know
1: this is my favorite topic yes mm. yeah this is like this is number one <laughs> the greatest fear of people who are uh, learning a language the fear of speaking
0: yeah, yeah. let's talk about it's, that
1: oh my god yes it's, it's huge you know and it's so fascinating to understand why why is that you know because like from the brain perspective our brain wants to keep us safe okay from the evolution point of view um the brain wants to keep us safe and to save energy (laughs) okay this is i mean but this is a bit different to save us energy it's when we we're procrastinating on things um Mm -hmm. so the brain wants to protect us because you know um speaking another language feels threatening okay because if you don't speak in a correct way, you might think that these people will refuse you, mm-hmm. okay? And on um, as a human beings, we are social beings, okay, and sure. if you look from the evolution point of view, we have survived thanks to um, social connections, okay, and so in our brain, our old part of the brain um, is still taking over our rational part of the brain Um, and when it comes to speaking this old part of the brain will always take over because it wants to keep us safe okay so on an um, irrational level we don't want to speak because we don't want to be refused okay although on a rational level we do understand You know oh come on you know even if i say something wrong they won't kill me or they won't you know um say okay how dare you make mistakes go go away you know we don't want to talk to you it won't happen but these are our biggest fears on on a subconscious level as i said you know
0: wow yeah so i love
1: it yeah this is fascinating yeah
0: very very also very very helpful for learners so, this is basically your survival mechanism, your brain is trying to protect you. Yep, yes. How do you help people to overcome this?
1: Yep, yeah. uh, this is an amazing question. Um, so, so, am I um, a certified NLP practitioner? NLP is neurolingu- um, Neurolinguistic Programming. Okay. So this is a great system to rewire your brain with some specific techniques. Techniques, and this is not really a branch of psychology, but yeah, kind of. Uh, NLP is um, made of efficient techniques from taken from psychotherapy, mainly. Um. Anyway, so these are quick techniques that help people to. Um, change their beliefs or the way they see things in, um, in a pretty quick way. Um, so how, how, people, how do people overcome the fear of speaking? Um, if, if, if they don't have access to um, NLP techniques, so if we're talking about self-help, the, the easiest answer is practice anyway. Okay, because the more you do something, the less you get scared about it. It's counterintuitive, but this is um, the best way to do it um, and Wait, I, I lost it. I had something else I wanted to say. Um Yeah, anyway, it will come to me
0: Sure, totally. Yep. I completely agree with you. It's um you know, it, it, if something makes you uncomfortable, then you need to attack it, not run away from it.
1: Yes, yeah, and it's also about the habit itself. You know, if you if you say um, no to speaking all the time, you will ac- accumulate this um, this no experience.
0: Right, okay? right, right.
1: But if you say yes, and if you go through that uncomfortable. You will create a new habit okay and it will get less and less scary
0: sure completely agreed like if you keep saying no like you said it's gonna accumulate and it's gonna become more difficult every time you say no exactly
1: yeah so there is an amazing um ted ted talk on youtube i can't remember the name um of this guy so the idea was that (laughs) he um he decided to uh, run this experiment for himself. Um, so, cause he was very scared of hearing a no from someone.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. And he was in sales. So he was selling stuff and he was very uncomfortable hearing a no. Okay. For anything. Okay. And so he decided, okay, you know what? I will face this fear. And so he um, decided he will get at least 100 no's from people okay, and wow. see how he feels afterwards. And that's what he did, you know, and uh, he said, like, after the 20th, no, he didn't care already.
0: Mm.
1: You know, he's like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. So same here, same with speaking. And also another um, thing that can help as a self-help um, is, you know, what is um, the, the worst thing that can happen? okay if you okay you're scared of uh, making mistakes you're afraid of speaking okay what's the worst thing that can happen imagine that you speak okay you do make a mistake what's the worst thing that will happen right and you can say i don't know people will say how dare you make making mistakes or something or they will laugh at me and things Mm. so Once you think of the worst-case scenario, you will just realize that it's improbable. You know, it it won't happen. It's just your irrational fear.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: this will also help you to um, take this pressure off. You know? Sure. Yep.
0: That's very helpful. Uh, You know, confront your fears and uh, you have to face it. Right? And you have to uh, think about the worst case scenario. And people actually don't care about your mistakes, I guess, in real life. Do they? No. Like they actually assist you when you try to speak their language.
1: Yes. And And even if someone does laugh at you or something, you know, just accept it you know there are many people out there in the world not everyone um is i don't know compassionate and can understand what you're going through as well you know one of the um quotes i really like is um what is the oh what was it what is the um, what what does um, a foreign accent, what does the foreign accent mean it means Like it's a sign of bravery, okay? So if someone has a foreign accent in any language, it's a sign of bravery, okay? This is how they are courageous to speak another language. Okay, so I like to, yeah, to say it to everyone, you know, to all the students, um, see it this way, you know, you are brave, that you're putting yourself out there. And even if there's going to be someone who's going to laugh at you, I mean, it won't happen, but even if it will, just remind yourself that you are doing your part, okay? And probably the other person just doesn't understand the effort, what you're going through and things, and that's okay. We're all different, you know? That's fine.
0: For sure. This is really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're unique, right? And you're... you're this is a bravery. Uh, these are perfect words. This is why we need more teachers like you that are really compassionate yeah. and helpful. Thank, Thank you. Sure. <laughs> yes. Did you, you have this fear as well? Say it again. Did you have this fear as well?
1: Um, I can't really remember, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yes. Um, I, I recall when I was in Germany. So yeah, a few years ago I decided I wanted to brush up on my German. So I went to Germany, signed up, uh, signed up for a course and I was going, it felt like going back to school. You know, you had to be there by eight and the course would start at eight, 10 or something. And then you would finish at I don't know, half past one. And it was great. Um, yeah and and yeah I remember I wanted to speak German even outside this even when I was outside the school so on the bus in the shop and things but I lost the habit of speaking German by then and um yeah I just remember I, I was in this bakery and I wanted to get something and I I don't know if I didn't say it uh, I didn't say it loud enough or something and the lady was like huh? what? In that moment, I just wanted to run away. I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. And then I was like, okay, take a deep breath and say it again. <laughs> and then I just repeated it. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Blah, blah. And, and that was fine, you know, so just keep going, keep trying. You know, mm-hmm. if people don't understand you, just say it again or find another word, you know.
0: Yeah. Sure, sure, and um, in real life, nobody's going to snap at you like your teacher if you make a mistake.
1: exactly. <laughs> that's the point exactly
0: yeah uh, that's another thing that you keep saying is habit of speaking language So i wasn't um, I lost the habit of speaking language. What do you mean by that? How does that affect your speaking
1: it's um you know, with languages, ah, it's a habit that you need to keep practicing. Because if you don't, you lose it a little bit. You know, like if I had to speak German right now with someone, for sure my passive knowledge would be a lot better than my active knowledge. So passive knowledge is when you understand, but an active knowledge is when you can speak, okay, or write. All right. And I would probably understand a lot, but to speak German, it would have taken me more time, you know, because I would be like, okay, so where is my German compartment? <laughs> come back to me. <laughs> right, right, but um, yeah, this is something that, that would come back to me in a few days, especially if I'm, I don't know, in Germany or with German speakers
0: that's very interesting like yeah. uh, it's not like oh I did a course of a language for one year and now I can speak for a lifetime I don't need to practice no this is a journey no, it's you it's not to, yes. right you have to keep practicing
1: yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like going to the gym or you know doing professional sports you know it's a muscle you're training okay as soon as you stop Your muscle still remembers, because your body does have a memory, okay? So your muscles still remember how it looked, okay? But your body starts to um, change the shape again, if you don't practice all the time, if you don't do sports, okay? But as soon as you want to resume it, right, you will get to, to the same level quicker. Sure. Does it make sense?
0: Sure, 100%, yeah. like um, if I don't need, your brain says I don't need this anymore, so okay, let's just keep it for now, right? And yeah. when you need it, when you try to practice it, it, just takes a little bit of time and then you're back, like that.
1: Yes, Yep. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, is this coming from NLP? Did you learn it there?
1: Um, mm, you mean this, this um, analogy?
0: Right, this yeah. knowledge of language, how did you learn this?
1: No. um I don't know it's <laughs> part of me
0: <laughs> right. sure, your experience I it.
1: just yeah, I just love analogies, and analogies are a great in metaphors. this is these analogies and metaphors, these two come from nlp and um I was already okay. pretty good at them, but um since I've um I've got my certification, I use them even more, especially on my lessons, on my coaching uh, sessions, lessons, because, yeah, metaphors and analogies work so well when you need to reframe something, when you need to create a new belief or change a perception of something, and especially to understand how some processes work.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. So, are you having classes with students right now where you help them with language?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've got students from literally all over the world, like literally. <laughs> and it's amazing. I just love it. North America, you know, and one thing that cracks me up is um <laughs> that uh, especially people f- from Europe, um I mean, actually, anywhere, any, yeah, anyone. But Europe and North America, especially, you know, um, when I'm on a call with them, I'm like, "Hello from the future," you know, because here it's Sunday, you know, now it's I don't know 5 p.m. Sunday, and in um, in the US it's Saturday.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, "Hello from the future." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. How do they react?
1: No, it's, yeah, we just have a good laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: great. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, when these uh, people from um, South America or Europe are learning, uh, what language uh, normally do they come to you for English?
1: So, I'm teaching, I'm working with people who are learning Italian, Russian and English. Okay. Yep. yep. And what's funny as well is that I've got quite a few students who speak several languages themselves and yeah. with me, they are like practicing several languages as well. Like I've got these, um, uh, you know, uh, guys from Canada. So, so listen to this. So basically they, they've got Italian, um, parents, but they were born and they grew up in Canada. And so they speak um, French because they are from the French part of Canada. They speak French and English, of course, and Italian. Okay. Because their parents speak Italian and they are learning Russian with me. Right. So <laughs> on our lesson, we speak Italian and I'm teaching them Russian in Italian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: From two to guys from Canada. Yeah, and I've got some other examples like that, so yeah, this is funny.
0: Wow, and it's also, um, you have started working online recently.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, a bit, yeah, a little bit more than one year ago, yeah.
0: Yeah, so what did you do before that? Did you have a classroom?
1: No, no, actually, I, yes, I did study languages in high school and uni, uh, but then I ended up working in hospitality for for quite a few years back in Italy. Yeah, like um, in hotels, yeah, worked in pretty big um, resorts with like 642 rooms. And so that was a great place to practice all the languages. So that was a great place to speak, you know, at least five, six languages on a daily basis. That was the part of it. That was the part that I liked the most of that job. Yeah,
0: sure. Uh, why did you go for hospitality? Uh, was the motive behind going for it languages? I'll get to um, interact with people from different parts of the world, and I get to practice the languages. What
1: yes, I, yeah, it was the second one. I've I've always been super passionate about other cultures and how other people behave and how they think and what's normal, what's not normal. How you know, how's their mentality? And, um, yeah, for sure, that was the biggest part of it. That's why I started traveling.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll definitely talk more on that. But for now, what did you get out of observing people from different parts of the world? I don't know that.
1: Yeah. You mean um, travel-wise or from teaching languages from...
0: When you're working at this job, you know, uh, uh
1: where yeah,
0: like I shared the same interest, you know, like you, like looking into people from different parts and their cultures and knowing people. So, what did you learn from these humans? Like, do they have anything in common, or are we all same, or are we different? You know, like, what?
1: Mm-hmm. Like- um, I mean, of course we are all different, you know, and that's why the world is beautiful. In Italian, we say the world is, um, what is it? Yeah, the world is beautiful because we are all different. Um, And I, I think the biggest insight was that, yes, we are different, you know, and if everyone is a little bit more understanding, and more curious about other cultures, mm. we can live in such a better world, <laughs> you know? So if everyone was a little bit more curious about other cultures, you know, and more less judgmental, more curious and more respectful as well, because, you know, I mean, it's normal to feel a little bit threatened when, um we come across different culture, because we don't know that culture, right? But if we are curious about it and we want to learn more about it, we will understand why these people behave like this and what's normal for them, what's not normal, you know? For example, in my previous job, I just realized for myself that when I was working with Germans, you know, they wanted the things explained in a certain way and I got it and I was giving them what they wanted, okay? With, I don't know, Spanish people, I realized they were more like Italians, so they wanted to talk more and have more of a small talk and be more, you know, cheerful and things, you know, and um, I don't know, someone else wanted things in a different way, you know? So it wasn't, yeah, it was really about getting on their same, same level, if you know what I mean? mm-hmm yeah 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 right. and they laughed you know because they felt respected understood and yeah
0: right so you have to keep an open mind for the change and accept yes. the changes right yes yeah yeah our germans a little bit direct you know as they say
1: oh i like love direct. it yes <laughs> yes yes they are and dutch people are too and apparently it's a common thing for um, Northern Europe, you know, to be direct. And I've got a very good friend of mine who's Dutch. And, I mean, Germans, of, of course, as well. And uh, we had a conversation around this with him um, some time ago. And I was like, you know, because, like, well, what's the thing behind it? Like, why why your culture thinks that being direct is good, okay? Because, for example, here in New Zealand, it's the opposite. Kiwis are extremely its- extremely polite okay Mm -hmm. they are extremely polite and when i speak english here i need to remember i always need to remember you know to be polite enough when i'm asking for things when i'm saying something you know because otherwise they would just be like oh that person is rude Mm -hmm. you know but not because they are good and germans are bad they are just doing things in a different way you know germans and Dutch people do value being direct. Okay, so if you're saying if you're saying, Oh, excuse me, wouldn't you mind please giving me this if you don't mind, blah blah blah, they would be just like, What do you want?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well I I thought they're polite. like you know, very polite.
1: They are polite, yes, but they will tell you if there is something they don't like.
0: Mm, to your face, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they okay. will be pretty honest. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good, I guess. It's not that bad.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And speaking of New Zealand, uh, do they speak English in New Zealand?
1: Yes. Yep. Yep.
0: Really, I thought they have their own language and not many people speak English there.
1: So yeah, the um, they still do have um Maori people, so they are native people from New Zealand. I mean, they migrated from other islands as well. Um, but yeah, when English um, people arrived here, the settlers, when uh, the first settlers arrived in New Zealand, they found Maori people. And the, the, there's the, there's still a lot of them here in New Zealand. And um, so, yeah, some people do speak Te Tereo Maori. But yeah, the official language is English.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, Okay, we need to transition quickly because you don't have much time to next topic. Okay, let's talk about um, your why. Your why when it comes to languages and how did you start teaching languages? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest, (laughs) if someone told me three years ago that I would be teaching languages, I would be like, me? <laughs> Teaching? No. Um, so it's interesting how uh, life changes, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was curious about it. And, you know, it was just a few months after I arrived in New Zealand. And I was like, I feel like I'd like to give it a go and see how oh. I feel. You know, if I like it, if I don't like it, I don't know. I'll just try you know, and I just loved it, I loved it, it was amazing, you know, seeing um, the results people get and, you know, seeing people who don't feel comfortable when speaking, you know, and then after a few months having a conversation with them in their target language, it's just priceless, it's just incredible, you know, I, and get, this,
0: I get that feeling, yeah.
1: Mm. yeah this is amazing
0: yeah for sure like uh, you know when you meet them for first time they cannot really speak they're not really comfortable speaking but you give them the tools that are necessary to work on their language and then they work on it and after a few days they're a completely different person and they're telling you this happened because of you thank you Like that's the best feeling yeah
1: Yes. And also, I, um, what I recently started doing with language coaching is um, I just realized that in the world there are so many people who hold themselves back from more opportunities in life, okay, because let's say they don't learn English because they have lots of limiting beliefs. I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm this, I'm that. And they just deprive themselves from better life opportunities. Let's say they want to... um, Can you hear me?
0: Now I can. Would you please repeat the last one? The voice was gone for a second. Okay.
1: Yep. So, yeah, I just realized that many people um, hold hold themselves back from better life opportunities because They have many limiting beliefs, like, I'm not good at languages, I'm too old, I'm too young, (laughs) I'm something, you know, and they just live the life they don't want to, you know, but they have, I don't know, their desire is to move to another country, for example, or get a better job, which involves, for example, English, right, or another language, but they just don't do it because they don't think they're good enough or, that will be successful or something else. And so I really want to spread the knowledge, you know, of how everyone can learn a language, how everyone can speak confidently and how to get the results they they want.
0: That's really amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is my why.
0: (laughs) Wow. So that's a great why and um, it's really helpful for people what you're doing you know it gives me a completely new perspective mm-hmm. you know people Thank are you. holding themselves back yeah
1: yeah
0: okay how did you get started traveling um
1: so i i don't know i i like same Almost the same thing as with languages, I've always been drawn to, you know, discovering the world and the people and how other people live and how other people communicate and what is their mentality and things. Um, But you know, classic, (laughs) I went to high school and then uni and then I started working and I just didn't travel by then. But then uh, at some point I decided to change everything. So I quit my job. I just I was like, okay, I've got some savings. So I'll just travel the world a little bit. And I traveled quite a lot in Europe, uh, UK and Ireland and Germany and Austria and other countries. Um, And then I um, arrived to New Zealand actually just in time. (laughs) I I got here at the end of February. And yeah, like after three weeks, lockdown, <laughs> but yeah, great timing.
0: we were talking about your traveling in Europe. Please continue. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, um, yeah, so I traveled for a few years in Europe and yeah. And then I arrived in New Zealand just before lockdown. <laughs> and it's yeah. been great. New Zealand is an amazing country. It's really the mm-hmm. best country in the world for many different reasons but especially it was super safe in lockdown and after lockdown and yeah i'm just so happy i'm still here
0: yeah um yep. new Z- new zealand is also beautiful right
1: it's stunning really i before i arrived here i read somewhere that um Someone said that if you don't have time to travel around the world but you want to see the most beautiful places from Mm. the world, come to New Zealand (laughs) because New Zealand has got everything. There are fjords and rivers and lakes and mountains and ski and um, ocean and volcanoes and thermal, um, what do you call it, Um, like hot pools, natural hot pools and Like literally everything.
0: That's it. I'm going to New Zealand for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have this dream um, when you were little? Like, I want to travel?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. When I was um, already in kind of the processing, the thing that I wanted to quit my job and wanted to travel, I was helping my mom to move she was moving the house in another house and somewhere in the basement i found my old um like vision board you know like the one with pictures and things and i made that vision board when i was i don't know like 16 and Mm -hmm. it was like huge in the middle it was like i want to travel around the world and i was like wow And I had like goosebumps and I was like, oh my God, and I haven't done it yet. And I said to myself, okay, now is the moment.
0: Amazing. You are a real example of someone who has a dream and that actually made it come true.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, it also tells me that it's possible. I'm going to tell too.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, um, it is about vision boards and it is about having dreams but it's also about working for them. You know, you can't just um sit and wait until someone knocks in your door and say here here's your dream <laughs> out of yeah. out of nowhere, you know.
0: Yeah, people tend to forget the work part, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Okay. Um you've also been to a lot of amazing places. You know, in nature and i go through your instagram profile it's like <laughs> a dream you're exploring
1: yeah. yeah the entire country is like a dream yeah um yes yeah
0: um what is uh typical for a new zealander
1: well what do you, what do you mean
0: like a typical uh you know we say typical german or typical indian is chai and someone who loves cricket So, what is um, someone who is in New Zealand like?
1: Yeah. Um, So, typical um, Kiwi. So, (laughs) they are pretty laid back. So, they take life easy, Mm. you know, which is great. Um, And I'm not saying this in a negative way, but in a good way. Um, Lots of them love rugby, of course, because New Zealand... All Blacks is is famous, right? All over the world, uh, rugby, and um, beer and barbecue. They they say barbie, <laughs> right?
0: Uh,
1: barbecue and um, and they are really they're like so friendly. Everyone is so friendly and so open and so keen to help others. And yeah, just yeah, it feels like being. In a village where everyone knows everyone else i mean of course you don't know everyone right but this feeling of you know if i need help i can literally ask anyone and they will help me yeah Yeah. so yeah this is the feeling that i have yeah
0: this is very interesting um i didn't know much about new zealand you know because it i don't know why you just you just don't see much on internet yes
1: because well, it's... it's on the other side of the world, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and it's uh, it's such a small country with um, and it's given so much by nature,
1: yes, yeah. and it's a super new country as well. Mm-hmm. It was the last country, I think. I think it was the last country um that was um discovered in the world, you know, so it's a new country,
0: right as well, yeah, and it's a new. Country. Ex-
1: Yeah, Yeah, so I'll share this as well. Um, When I um, go to museums here, I'm always super fascinated by settlers, um, a section. So first, like early settlers in New Zealand, and these people were from England and Scotland and Wales, you know, and Ireland. And the amount of work they had to do to build up a new country, Right and of course they were also traveling from the other side of the world and it was different as it is now so they didn't have internet there was um no security of getting anywhere you know you would just um go on the ship and hope you uh, the ship will get you safe <laughs> to a new country that you didn't know anything about it uh yeah it was it took them like three four months to come here and the people have had to build the country open businesses make it work you know and start everything from scratch and this amazes me because you know you have to be willing to do it so much you know and you, yeah. you just you just had to make it work and here in new zealand they have um they they say it kiwi ingenuity or what is it the number eight uh, Number eight wire mentality. So, this means that you make it work with what you've got, with, with, uh, you make it work with the resources that you have got. Mm. Okay. So, the eight number eight wire, they explain me that it's a super use, you know, useful wire, like the most common one that you would use for everything, you know. And so, they have this mentality of making the things work with what you've got. And it's just mind-blowing
0: to me. Sure yeah, Yeah. 100% I think uh, if you keep expecting the ideal or the perfect then it's gonna stop you but it's about making it work with what you have.
1: Exactly this can also relate to language learners when they uh, stop uh, when they hold themselves back from speaking you know because they want to be perfect but Perfection does not exist, okay? You just start from what you've got. <laughs> Number yeah. eight, via mentality <laughs> in language learning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think even native speakers um, sometimes make mistakes unconsciously. Everybody. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay, so don't expect perfection, just try to communicate.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. I forgot to talk about Italy. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. what what is Italy like?
1: Oh, Italy yeah. is amazing. It's a beautiful country.
0: It's very historical, right?
1: Yeah, it's got so much history and traditions, and it's yeah, it's an amazing country. Like, and when people ask me, do you feel more Ukrainian or Italian? I say, I don't know, like 50-50, depending on the situation <laughs> and how I'm feeling. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't like um, labels in this case. I like to define myself global citizen. because That's um, perfect. I like to feel home wherever I am. You know, I don't like to think, oh, my home is there. Because this prevents you from experiencing amazing things from where where you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sure. uh, so Italy is great, Italians are just, yeah, I just love Italy, yeah, the food and oh, the, the climate and all the things, yeah, it's amazing, and art, Italian, like, hmm. yeah, ballet and music and museums and all the things, is just, yeah, unique, it's really it's
0: unique. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a small country, but uh, I only knew Italy for supercars,
1: -hmm. Yeah, you You mean like Ferrari and um,
0: Maserati?
1: Maserati, yeah. Yes, they
0: also sound cool. I also like their language.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Before we wrap this up, um, tell people what your message is for language learners.
1: Yeah, Um, the biggest piece of advice is don't expect perfect situations okay they will not come okay start acting start taking action with what you've got okay it's easy to stop yourself and think oh i need to you know buy another book or i need to take another course before i start speaking actually but no just Start from where you are right now. Okay, find someone and talk, start speaking to someone. Because I'm I'm referring to the problem of speaking, because this is the most common fear of language learners. But of course, depending on um, what they struggle with, um, they can reach out and text me on Instagram or something. Uh, But I also, depending on what my students' needs are, I um, adapt my Instagram content around it and I give some pieces of advice there as well but yeah if we talk about the fear of speaking the biggest piece of advice is make mistakes (laughs) and start from where you are now don't don't wait for perfect conditions because they will never arrive you know you you create them by trying
0: that's awesome really yeah okay thank you you also also Mm -hmm. tell um where they can find you on Instagram? Yes. I think you just said that. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. On Instagram, it's ele. It's e l e slash the 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 below one, the little one. Uh, mentor. Elementor. Um, Instagram. Yeah. On my Instagram, uh, they all can also find my email. And yeah, I'm more active on Instagram rather than on Facebook. Yeah, or emails as well.
0: Yeah, that's okay. They will find uh, the link to all of that in the description, so no worries. Yeah, welcome.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Elena, you are really an awesome coach. There's so much to learn from you.
1: Thank you so much, yeah. <laughs>
0: it was yes. really great having you. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you, Shreem. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It was great chatting with you. Um, yeah, and Hopefully, more people will start learning languages today if they need to or if they want to, because everyone can do it. Literally, everyone.
0: Well, I'm sure after listening to your advice, they will. This is really helpful.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.
1: Awesome. Bye.